Swiss family businesses contribute 64% of the country's GDP and account for two-thirds of jobs in Switzerland. They are responsible for both family and business matters and have to maintain a balance between them. We at PwC give Swiss family businesses a voice. Welcome to episode four of our family business podcast. My name is Mercedes Grau and I'm working in business development at PwC Switzerland with a strong focus on family businesses as well as the family office segment. As the term family office is currently widely used in media, but also in discussions with our clients, we will take up once more on that topic and discuss it together with Jörg Niederbacher. We would like to discuss the impact of financial assets and wealth on family office structures in Switzerland and Liechtenstein, especially when it comes to internationally diversified assets. Jörg Niederbacher is partner at PwC Switzerland and leads the private client services and family office segment. He advises family businesses and the owners in tax-related matters since many years, especially when it gets to the point of implementing and optimizing family office structures. I'm looking forward to this discussion and welcome you, Jörg, here. Thanks, Mercedes. I'm looking forward to our discussion. This morning, we were already, as everyone currently does, discussing the COVID situation. And actually, I don't like to pick it up at that point, but we have to, I guess, because um, also our clients were feeling the impacts of the COVID situation. And I'm just curious what you experienced over the last month, especially when it comes to conversations with clients who have an international background or have internationally diversified assets and what you recognize when you were talking to them. Yeah, very happy to talk about that. I mean, COVID-19, of course, affected the businesses, the family offices at the end of the day own. I think there, that was not kind of the, the main talking point uh, we had with, with family offices. Uh, there, it was more about travel restrictions uh, that finally kind of affect their structures because most of, of family office have very international structures and, and people could not fly anymore. So there were a lot of questions about what is the impact of, of not being able kind of to be on the ground and, for example, have more board meetings here or there. When it comes especially to traveling, that's one point. But I would also guess, I mean, I, I heard it at least or was reading about it, that people were really struggling with their structures so that they were not aware where do we actually have our assets currently, what's happening in this country and so on. And when it comes to structuring, did you recognize in certain points that people were more willing to rethink their structure and their complexity when you were talking to your clients? Yeah, of course. Now, what we see is that this, let's say, uh, travel restrictions, they, I think, accelerate the thinking about structures. I mean, we see that since many years, that based on, on all the tax reforms around the globe, all the regulation, that this already led to a situation where people, uh, since quite some time, are in the process of rethinking their structures. And, and this um, is now is now accelerated because people now really realize they can't even travel anymore. So in, in the past, it was more about they had to go to a certain place one, two, three times a year to kind of uh, fulfill the, 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 the requirements, mainly also from a, from a tax perspective. And, and now you realize you can't even travel anymore if, if you want it. That really goes into into the direction of rethinking the structures as such, where it's really about what do I really need and, and, and what do I have? And, and we see a lot of historically grown structures that come from a, 
time when it was was totally okay to have uh, boxes on each or more or less each and every island on this planet because it came with very little cost no one asked questions and now we are kind of in a in a new area where you have substance requirements on on offshore islands which of course then lead to pressure via the banks uh, to to the family offices to to really kind of rethink it and and there we now see a clear tendency in a very critical way question uh, what has been done in the past and make sure you change it in a way that is sustainable for the future. So what would you then recommend to your clients when they say, okay, you want to reduce travel efforts to other territories? I mean, you said like, okay, you have maybe some offshore boxes, you called it. What would you recommend if you want to bit more sort out your structure in a more sustainable way also for the future? We don't know what's coming, um, if the travel restrictions will stay like today or however the future will look like. So what would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, proximity, definitely, uh, uh, I would say almost a buzzword. I mean, of course, Bermuda might be nice when, when the weather is good, but traveling there is, is really uh, a challenge, even, even if there are no travel bans. Now, these days, people really start thinking about what are kind of reasonable locations that actually bring the same benefit. And therefore, it's not too much of a surprise that, for example, a country like Liechtenstein, Is, is kind of, let's say, now on the short list for many, for many family offices when it's about investment structures because the, the tax and regulatory environment is very good and, and it's, very, it's, it's very close. I mean, we have clients who have employees in Switzerland that at the same time serve the, the company or the companies in Liechtenstein. They spend there once or two days a week, which uh, is, is, is not a problem at all and, and creates the necessary substance if you want to do the same with kind of, let's say, the, the nearest location outside of Switzerland. That might be Luxembourg, which is already much more painful to get there by, by plane or by, by car. And, and, and comes with substantial more cost. And therefore, let's say simplification is something which now these days definitely helps locations like, like Liechtenstein. Uh, and, and therefore, it's, it's not a big surprise that, that we see much more demand there. So you just mentioned moving to Liechtenstein would be an option. How easy is it actually uh, to move to Liechtenstein, respectively? What do I have to consider when moving my structures to Liechtenstein? Yeah, so physically it's very simple. You just drive by car <laughs> from you. the Swiss side <laughs> to the Liechtenstein side. But of course, in practice, if we talk about changing an investment structure, that's not as easy as kind of shifting around some boxes on a, on a piece of paper. I mean, there is kind of... Uh, preparation needed to, to kind of check what, what are kind of the impacts on the different assets and asset classes around the globe. But once you have done that, I mean, you, you, you execute it and you're there. And, and we currently see a lot of clients who are willing to kind of invest in this piece of work to make sure that they are ready for the future and, and are not kind of hit by the past. Because that is really what we see, that there are a lot of structures out there which are simply coming from a, from a different time and are, are simply not sustainable. And that really leads people to, to kind of investing what is needed to kind of uh, 
go ahead and make sure you're ready for the future. I mean, when we talk about structures, let's say that's the basis you you have to have in mind. Is it really a sustainable structure we are currently having? But I guess you also need to have like a very good understanding of what the family office is actually doing. So where we are invested, what's our internal setup. So also when it comes to professionalize a family office or also thinking about um, implementing new technologies. What did you uh, recognize when, when it came to that point of discussions with your clients? Yeah, as you, as you said, I mean, there is definitely a professionalization uh, taking place. And, and I mean, family office always, I think, uh, behaved very professional. I mean, they, they are often uh, very lean organized and, and buy in whatever is needed from the outside world, which I think is also key as, as in the, in the, in the, in the days we live today. I mean, the change internationally is so fast that it's, it's simply impossible to kind of keep at the forefront if you are two, three, four, five or, or, or 10 people family office. That's impossible. So you, you have to, to, to accept that you need kind of outside help. And that is also what we see that family officers are, are buying in what is needed. Then what we also see on the, on the technology side that a lot of family offices, most of them in the past rely on Excel are now moving to specific software. Uh, for family office such as Mastro, Altu, I mean, there are dozens out there which kind of help the family offices to track cost, income, uh, returns they achieve and, and just make the entire family office much more transparent at the end of the day also for the, for the owner. Actually, to, to close then our conversation or bring it somehow to an end, but I as an owner or a family officer have to also think about like the internal structures, like how is our setup in terms of technology, but also with our staff members and so on. But it all leads back somehow to the structure, to rethink the structure if, if it's really sustainable also for the next generation, I guess. So what would you recommend to our listeners What should they think about over the next month? So what are the main points as a takeaway? Yeah, you already made a bit of a conclusion <laughs> and I cannot support this. So for, for me, the most important now is that really people take their current structure, have a look at it and, and really ask themselves what is really needed and, and what do they want to have uh, for the future. And I'll take this as an opportunity to get rid of what is what is lo no longer necessary, what comes with, with kind of quite high cost and complexity and, and make sure they exactly have what they need uh, to, to have a sustainable structure going forward. So actually everyone has a to-do. The family officer has a to-do to talk to his um, <coughs> employer, let's call it, to the owner. And the owner also should talk actively to his or her family office. And also, like I guess, the next generation has to ask their parents, like, what, what's the plan for the next years? Yeah, I think that's very key to really have the next generation in mind and ensure they don't inherit things that, that are simply not needed and just harm kind of the future. Well, thank you very much for this interesting conversation. And as I said, like I'm looking forward to another conversation and we all have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Mercedes. <laughs>